You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live. Next, featuring intimate and in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood's next edition of Stars and Influencers. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, next. What's up? Hey. Welcome to another edition of BHL Next, right here, BlackHollywoodLive.com. We always talk about what's next and upcoming, who you need to know, what other stuff is going on in the world. Today's no difference. I'm Megan Thomas, at MegSoup on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Who are you, lovely lady? And I'm Courtney Tesno. You guys can keep in touch at Tesnos on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, and be sure to go to PodcastOne.com. It's a survey about our show. If you like us, tell us. If you don't. Does because that's the only way we get better, honestly. So go to podcast1.com, fill out the survey. It takes like three minutes. It's so easy. Please give us feedback. Yes. And if you have any questions for our guest today, use the hashtag A. um, Here I go. BHL next. BHL next. I got too many shows here. BHL next. Use the hashtag. Wonderful. And so today, guess who we have? He's handsome. He's got beautiful eyes, a great smile. Great smile. Super talented. He can sing, he can dance. You might have seen him on as Michael Jordan oh on the Michael God. Jordan movie oh back in the day. <laughs> or if you watch Nickelodeon, you've seen him on the Fresh Beat Band. Yes. Give it up for Thomas Tommy Hobson. Woo, 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 woo. Yes. We're Can't so glad clap. to have you here, Thomas. Thank you. Wow, you went way back. I know. I had to. <laughs> yes, that is probably the one role I knew I wasn't going to get. Going in. <laughs> Uh, I was wrong. Uh, We're going to have to talk about that. (laughs) Right, right, right. Let's let's go ahead and just dive right in. So you started at the age of six, man. Yes, yes. That is so early. Did you always know you wanted to be an actor? Um, Yes. Uh, I told my parents. I I said I was watching a McDonald's commercial or something, and I said, I want to be like that kid. And um, I had an aunt who was an actress, and... My parents went to her and they said, well, he wants to try it. Let's let him try it. Let's get it out of his system. And then, you know, we can we can open this up again when he's a little older. Right. And uh, it sort of took off. And my mother never got to go back to work. And, oh, uh, that's you know, great. Um, yeah. So I did it all the way through uh, until high school, until I graduated high school. And then I um, thought I was going to go be a doctor. So why? Really? What, wait. So you didn't want to act? I, You know, my parents uh, who are phenomenally wonderful people. I, we, we need another hour to talk about how great they are. But um, they treated it like, like a sport or like a, an extracurricular. So it was like, you, your grades stay up, your behavior is great. You know, you go to college, you bring home a diploma. You right. know, that, that's, those are the rules. And right. so uh, I loved it so much that I, I was a straight-A student. Uh, <laughs> even though I was rarely in school, I somehow managed to be a straight-A student. And my behavior <laughs> was, like, impeccable. And uh, That's where you got the A in. Yeah, and I went to, <laughs> I went to college and, um, uh, you know, a year into being pre-med was like, this is not going to work. Right. And my mom uh, and my dad were like, yeah, no, no one thought you were going to be a doctor. We didn't mean <laughs> you couldn't be an actor. We just meant we wanted, you know, you to have an education. Education. So yeah. Yeah. I finished college. My diploma hangs on my dad's wall, and and now I'm back here. Well, what, look at you. What did you, you did agree in uh, theater. theater. Oh, yes. I changed yeah. it. I was uh, I was pre med for a semester and a half. Okay. It was awful. Oh my god. <laughs> I, did, I did well. I don't like blood. Oh well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. Wrong profession. I was like, maybe all the nurses can deal with the blood, and I just. <laughs> 
Okay. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And you were raised in LA. It's so not that many LA locals. There How was it not. being raised here? Uh, it was great, actually. My whole family's here. Um, mm. So. You know, like I always tell people, my grandmothers are best friends. Like, that's how close my family is because we're all here. Oh, that's uh, awesome. So um, I grew up in L.A. for six years. Then we moved to a city called Upland out in the Inland Empire. It's like 45 minutes from L.A. And now everyone's there, um, uh -huh. wow. and which is funny because now the kids are all in L.A. doing our thing. <laughs> and the grown-ups are, you know, out in Upland hanging out. And mm -hmm. like, yeah, so whenever I go out there, it's one-stop shop. It's like my parents live here. My dad's parents live a half mile this way. My mom's mom lives like a mile that way. Wow. Like, it's all, yeah. Keeping in the family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you've been in the spotlight since such an early age. How do you keep that balance between being normal and being famous? <laughs> um, you know what? I, I always say I think when you have people nearby, like whenever I need a reality check, my reality is right here. So I don't have to run away to find it. It's right here. If I get overwhelmed, um, I get in the car and I drive to my parents' house and I will sleep for 16 hours and like, float in the pool and eat a, <laughs> eat a hamburger my dad makes the best hamburgers and steaks and then I come back the next day and life's better again so uh -huh. I think for me that's the balance is, you know, and, and, and for people who know my sister, Tiana, who works here, she's yeah, very Tiana. good at, Go she's, Tiana. She, she has made it her life goal to keep me grounded. Does she just <laughs> keep me in check? Like, I, uh, I don't acting. think I need it, but she apparently has decided that I do. So. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And let, let's go ahead and go back to this diploma that's on your dad's wall. A lot of people don't know that you graduated from Yale University. Let's right. not bypass that <laughs> little fact. That's yeah, huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how was that experience in college, and how has it shaped you as an actor? Uh, it was great. Um, I remember when I first got in, I only applied because my best friend got in and uh, early for soccer, and he said, let's go. Come on, you can get in. I was like, okay. <laughs> all right, well, <laughs> you get in. Everyone gets uh, in Yale. All right, let's give it a shot. Sorry, parents, I'm wasting your money. And then I got in, and uh, then I wasn't going to go. I was going to go to UCLA or, or USC, uh, which, you know, was like keeps me at home. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I went away, and I actually made a deal with USC. Um, that I would give it a semester at Yale, and if I didn't like it, I could come back and go to USC because okay. I'd gotten into this elite theater program they have there. Oh, nice. And so they said, we will hold your spot for one semester. Wow. And um, about two months in, I joined an acapella group, which is huge. It sounds crazy, but uh -huh. it's like being the captain of the football team <laughs> is being the lead singer of an acapella group. And so I was in an acapella group. I did a lot of theater, made a lot of friends, and all of a sudden four years were up and, you know, I did, I did call and tell him thank <laughs> I was you so I was much. Like, Wait, oh, did you call and tell him they were holding your yeah. spot the whole time? Yeah, I did call and say, That I'm doesn't so happen. Sorry. Man, right. that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was great. And I got the great opportunity the last two years. I met a graduate student uh, who was auditing a class I was taking from the Yale School of Drama, which is like the best drama school in the country. And he invited me to come work with the, uh, the drama school. So I spent my last two years working with drama students and training with undergraduate students. So it was kind of this really fun world where like you know I was being challenged by some of the best actors in the world to sort of step my my game up and you know get my Shakespeare on and right. all that stuff and, <laughs> and then when it was time to graduate the, the school was nice enough to tell me that I was good to go they're like okay. you can you don't have to come you took the graduate school you know education kind of um, by force so you you get to go you know be an actor yeah look at like, that great. yeah okay. everybody's dream to be a working actor mm -hmm. now as a working actor you have a lot of young fans yes a lot of them which is amazing <laughs> it's fantastic yeah it's fantastic but are there any roles or projects you would pass on just be, to keep that image that reputation up i have in the past it's it's mm -hmm. sort of the reason why like um it's it's very hard when you do a show for a network like nickelodeon or disney because you want to protect that image mm -hmm. um and and 
even though for me my role models are my parents and I've never looked outside of my family for people to guide me on how to behave, I do understand that I have become a role model. Yes. Uh, so I try to make good choices. Now, as the show's sort of coming to an end, the cartoon is starting, I've now been freed of a lot of that mm-hmm. um, responsibility. And so now I'm starting to see where we can push lines here and there. Because I don't know that people know that I can act. You know, like they don't, like, you know, we used to film next door to the Glee kids and we used to, you know, we don't really know each other, but we would, you know, sort of see each other sometimes, but we're the only people that know, like, how hard it is right. to do what we do and people underestimate it. But, like, you know, you're singing, you're dancing, you're acting. Right. And, you know, six, maybe seven days a week. It's, it, you know, it's a lot, but I feel like I'm ready for everything now. Like, there's there's nothing that could really surprise me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's yeah. serious school. It is. Yeah. That's school. But considering that, are there any, uh, what, like, what's one thing you would never do? Like, one role you'd never do just for the sake of those kids fans? Um... At least for right now, um, I, I probably would keep my my clothes on at least, at least, at least from at least from the waist down. Um, I, I you know Man. we we I, although the running joke is I'm like I should just go to Showtime and be like hey. You want to corrupt somebody? Let's do this. Uh, but I think the great thing about having kid fans, actually, I ran into Lawrence Fishburne once who uh, had a, a daughter who at the time was three. Uh, now she's probably like six or seven. And he said, they'll grow up with you. He said, right. and when it's time for you to move on, they'll be ready and they'll remember what you meant to them when they were kids and exactly. they'll follow you forever. And I, and I thought, oh, good, great. <laughs> no, no, so they're they're not going anywhere, school, yeah. But, you know, people forget that Lawrence Fishburne was on PB's Playhouse and that Morgan yeah. Freeman did a kid show in mm-hmm. the 70s. Like, these are people who, you know, did these shows, understood what it took to do them, and then went on from there. So, right, yeah. right. So when you were a kid actor, you were on 227. God, yeah. You were on, what, um, In Living Color. In Living you Color, were in Clubhouse World, Detectives. Club Detectives. That was actually a good movie. That was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, the what? one black guy in Utah for a month and a half. I, <laughs> I wore a hat the whole movie because they couldn't find anybody to cut my hair. Oh! Yeah, it was, it was good times. That's though. so sad. These are black people problems. Like, <laughs> yeah. like get my makeup right. And like, can't get my so hair what right. So, your, your favorite role as a child? Oh man, my favorite role as a child. Um, I'd have to say probably the work I did on A Different World was really great. Um, it was fun. First of all, Debbie Allen had been a mentor of mine from when I was a kid. Uh, so it was nice to work with her and do some acting. And then we had one episode uh, that was like a black history episode where Lena Horne was being honored uh-huh. on the show. So Lena Horne is there, wow. you know, and uh, Jennifer Lewis was playing the dean of the school at the time. Yeah. She was there. There was an episode when Patty LaBelle and Diane Carroll were on the show because uh, they played, um, I think Patty LaBelle was Dwayne Wayne's mother and Diane Carroll was um, um, uh, Whitley's mother. Mm-hmm. I mean, so these are kind of the legends you get to hang out with. Then when you're like, 11, 12, right. you don't really understand. To me, Lena Horne was Glinda from The Wiz. But, right. like, <laughs> but as an adult, I'm like, wow, what a really awesome what experience awesome. that yeah. was, you know, to have that. Yes. We have a video I want to show you. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> See if you remember this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, I did. Wait, let me see. Let me see. Your the, voice ain't even drop yet. Look at this you! This is the devastation mon- montage. He's <laughs> <laughs> not so bad. Run! Look at this! Run! <laughs> How many times do you have to run? Uh, probably like five or six times. <laughs> That's not that bad. And you see, I slowed down a little bit because I was trying to time it for this truck that was also driving down the street. <laughs> so young! Look at you! Look at you! 
And Debbie Allen. <laughs> Michael Jordan, what you doing home so early? Are you coming down with something? <laughs> Major flashback moment right now. <laughs> you better not turn your back to your mama. <laughs> what happened? Nothing. Ooh, must be a pretty big nothing. Didn't make varsity. Oh, baby, I'm sorry. Okay, I just wanted to show yeah. you this clip because I was like, I didn't even realize that you were 15 year old Michael Jordan in the Michael Jordan biography, basically. I have mm -hmm. a picture um, because they got all the Michael Jordans together from baby to like three years old <laughs> to nine years old to 15 years old to adult. Right. They got us all together for a photo shoot. It makes no sense. None of y'all look alike. None of us look alike. I, I mean, it's, it, and then like for him to go from me at 15 to a year later when they get to the thing, the, the, the guy's like a foot and a half taller than me and like 15 shades darker right. than me. <laughs> and I was like, okay, clearly like you don't care about any of these things. They don't matter to you. And I was mad the whole time we were auditioning because I was, I played, I grew up playing soccer. Mm -hmm. My dad's a big basketball player. Basketball's big in my family. I knew I wasn't going to be tall. I went with soccer. <laughs> uh, and I had the championship game the night of my first audition. Uh. And the audition was in Westwood. And I was like, I knew that it would take too long to get home. So I'm at the audition. They're behind. And I'm pissed off because I'm going to miss my soccer game. I right. got there for the second half. We won. Okay. Wow. The next day, I get a call back for the movie, but also have to play another soccer game. Oh, so I'm gosh. like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? <laughs> the worst this luck. is the worst luck. And then I booked it, and I was like, of course I booked it. And then there's a scene. You better book it. Yeah. And there's a scene right after that where I'm trying to show the coach how you know how hard I'm going to work, and I had to dribble backwards the entire length of the basketball court while delivering this monologue about how committed I was to the thing, and then make a layup with like my tongue out, and I was like, this. is did you do oh, it? Like, I did. Wow. I did. Um, but it was like I was like at that time that was like the most challenging thing anyone had ever asked me to do. You want me to dribble backwards, go through my legs, and then turn around and and you know make this layup with my tongue out all while giving a monologue. Okay. Right. Well, you, so you already had these basketball skills. You don't have I, to learn that. Yeah. I, yeah. But I I kind of had thought that I wasn't that great at basketball. Um, so I guess that taught you me that I was better out. than I thought yeah. I was. You look good, hey. Yeah. You look good doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And did you get to meet Michael Jordan? I did offset. Okay. Um, my uncle, um, Reggie Theus, played professional basketball uh, in the 80s and like early 90s, and they're friends. Okay. So when he was filming Space Jam, he took me over uh, ah. to the set, and we hung out for a little bit. And uh, he signed some basketball cards for me that I should find because they're probably worth a lot of money. <laughs> um, did he see the biography? Did he say you did a good job? Uh, he, he didn't mention it, and I can't remember if that was before or after. Space Jam was before or after. He, um, as politically as I can say this, uh, he was not the nicest man. <laughs> um, First person who said so it. So yeah. it was literally like... I'm only giving you 30 seconds of my time because I respect your uncle. What is it? And my <laughs> uncle was like, when you meet him, have the cap off the pen already, okay? Have the card <laughs> right. on the sleeve. Only ask him to sign one card. That's it. Like, there were all these, like, I was like, I, I mean, I'm, okay. <laughs> so right. after I met him, I was like, cool. Awesome. <laughs> that was great. Wonderful. Meeting <laughs> right. yeah. I played you. Yeah. I'm not going to buy any of your shoes anymore. How about right, that? Right. Uh, Did you still buy them? No. Okay. okay. <laughs> So in 2009, you um, were part of Nickelodeon's The Fresh Beat Band for years. Yeah. Okay, you played yeah. Shout. Mm-hmm. And 
and you played the piano or yes. keyboard. Did you play that in real life? Or was it just like uh, you just not, going like this? I did not when I got the job. They said, <laughs> what do you play? I said, I don't play anything. Um, I did have to play the drums for a TV movie once. And I've got good rhythm, so I should play the drums. And they're like, mm. yeah, well, we need you to be like the lead male singer. We can't put you on the drums. You're going to play the keyboard. And I was like, but I oh. don't play the keyboard. <laughs> So I uh, I took lessons um, and I learned how to play like all of our music uh-huh. so that like when we're filming they could show my hands and like I'd be like okay are you showing my hands right now <laughs> right. don't show my face because I'd be like <sighs> and then like right. now it's time for the close up all right let's do it uh, <laughs> so yeah um, I, I I do want to continue to learn though I, I I'm sort of stuck at Fresh Beat songs now and I meet all these kids <laughs> who are like I play the piano because of you and I'm like. <laughs> That is so great, and I bet you're better than me because uh, I had no time to learn. I just had enough time to learn basic chording and then, right. you know, wow. our songs. Do you ever, because it's a kid show, so you always have to be extra animated, extra smiley. Mm-hmm. Are there ever times when you're out and you're just like, whatever? You're my, frumpy, and then you're mad, and then these kids come up to you. Do you have to, like, oh put God, it on? My, my family says that at family gatherings, I've become less, like, Jovial, uh, I guess I used to like entertain all of them, mm-hmm. and now I just sort of sit and will be very quiet and listen. And, uh, and then there's babies in the family who don't really know me as their cousin; they know me more from the show. Right. And oh. so they're like, "Hey, what's going on?" I'm like, "Hey, little kid, how, you good? You good?" And my mom's like, "Tommy, come they on, love you. you do it for strangers, <laughs> do it for your, you know, your cousin." I'm like, "I just, I just want to hang out with Granny." Because uh, the thing is, it, it, like, my speaking voice is here. Yeah. And then when I see the kid, like I'm gonna out the grove or something, I see a kid, I look at the kid, and I'm like, hey, what's going on? They're like, I'm like, okay, hold on. Hey, are you good? What's happening? Are you having a good time? <laughs> and the, you know, and they're like, oh, oh, there he is. Okay. Uh, so it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a very like. You're living a double life. Yeah. Well, I told him I said faux joy as I call it. I said fake joy is 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 exhausting. It is. Um, yeah. And we have a very good time, the four of us. But like, you know, I, you get home at the end of the day and you're just done right like you're spent all your joy went to four cameras you know mm-hmm. um over the course of 16 hours so yeah you know, i can imagine wow. yeah. so you've done a lot of theater as well yes um especially that being your major in college what, what would you rather pick if you had to theater tv or film movies if theater paid like tv and film paid i would only do theater Really? Why? Theater, there's an immediacy to it there's um it's like it's a tightrope act you really you literally don't know everything could fall apart. And I've been in shows in the middle of a live performance and everything has fallen apart. And then the question is not who's going to call cut and let us start right. again, but how do we fix it? How do you get out of and it? That, yeah. And that's where like your brain stays active. It's like, oh my goodness, I have to... I had a castmate once who got a nosebleed in the middle of like a fight scene and oh, wow. he just decided that the right thing to do was acknowledge his nose was bleeding and then like rub it all over his hands and then like smear it across my face. And, I, and I remember thinking, Tommy, the person... <laughs> wants to murder you. Right, right. And, is, and is a bit of a germaphobe and is like, this is not okay. <gasps> Tommy, who's in this play right now playing this other person, has to finish this. And we finished it. And my best friend and my parents were in the audience. And when it was over, they're like, that fake blood was great. And I was like, whoa. That's the best. <laughs> if you guys thought that it was fake blood, if I tricked you into believing I was not freaking out about the blood on my face, then yeah, I love theater. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's, yeah, I don't know. I'll be like, no, no, we got the No, we talked afterwards. <laughs> Well, actually, I want to say you're also an upcoming. You have an EP, right? Yes. Beyond the Beat. Yeah. What kind of music is it, by the way? Um, it's uh, it's like R and B pop music. It's basically the people I was working with who are really, really great people. Andrea Martin being one of them. She's written for 
everybody. And uh, she came to see the show. She was like, do you want to sing? And I was like, I don't know. No one in my family sings. I never really thought about singing right. outside of maybe theater. I jumped into this job. All of a sudden, people think, you know, I'm a singer. Uh, so I said, sure, I'll come to New York. We'll make some music. And she said, I think that, because I wanted to go straight into, like, you know, like, let's make some serious music right. about, like, love. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, no, 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 we have to start. You have to make the bridge. You have to right. step far enough away from the Fresh Beat Band that people hear you on your own, but not so far away from it that the kids still can't hear it. That, like, right. the parents going to want to play it for their kid because you're on the cover. So it's it's it's... It's safely, it's it's a safe distance from the Fresh Beat Band, but not into not Bump and white. Grind. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, so I don't it, think they're ready for the Bump. And grind. <laughs> they're, not, they're not ready for it. I mean, it, it was it was it was such a learning experience. I I had never done anything. I mean, recording a Fresh Beat song is pretty easy at this point for me. Like I can go in and in 45 minutes the song's done because I know the formula. I know mm -hmm. that you want me to sing this verse. I know you want me to scream these ad libs because that's what I've been doing for you know 60 <laughs> of these episodes and. 285 of these tour shows and right. things and um but that was different that was like we had to sit and talk and you know we had to say act like i'm not gonna sing like that i can't that's right. not what i do that's right. what you do like it was like a nice little and then she gave me two songs that were meant for michael jackson to record and i almost died wow um, yeah she, she was on her way she was in the beauty shop having her hair done to go to la to record these songs and he died uh and she yeah. she played them for me and i was like i just can i can I please? Can I please have them? <laughs> uh, and so she gave me two of them, one of which ended up on the album. And I mean, nice. it's just such a an experience. Right. Can't wait to hear it. Yeah, yeah. It's called "It Is What It Is," which was almost the name of the album. But someone, I did a contest on uh, Twitter, and someone was like, "Beyond the Beat," and I was like, "That's actually genius." Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. That's a good one. So, uh, what are some upcoming projects that you have? Uh, I just finished a movie um, called "The Stars Are Already Dead" over at Paramount. Um, I'm not sure. Should be out by the end of the year. It's like it was fun. It was drama, which was interesting. Got to do a little swearing, a little oh. relationship drama. Uh, okay. You know, um, I, yeah. My character is this sort of free loving guy with this sort of hippie girlfriend, and she's a little bit too free love, uh, <laughs> and always in people's business. And so the act of trying to like calm her down ends up getting us in all these fights. And like Leah Thompson was in it, which was great. Oh, uh, she's so funny. Katie Leclerc, who also plays her daughter uh -huh. on um, on uh, oh man the uh, the ABC Family Show. Um, where oh her yeah, I was talking about um, switched at birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she was in it. Um, it was just a really, really fun, like palate cleansing sort of uh, experience. I'm producing. I'm executive producing a short film uh, in July, so I'm excited about that. It's my first. It's my f production company's first venture into actually producing. Yay! Uh, so far, I've been the sole employee, but this is the first time <laughs> that, like, you know, okay. everyone else is in there. I just, uh, you know, was blessed to sign with some really great agents who are really excited and, um, you know, feel like the whole team's finally, like, together in a way where we can really, now that we know that I'm sort of done being the face of this show, I'm now just going to be kind of the voice of the show, that I can... You know, which is weird. Parents are getting a little bit upset. They're like, we want more live show. I'm like, that's Aww. great. And I and I love that you love the show. You forget, though, that your kids grow up and they grow out of us. Right. And mm -hmm. there's something for you that's great about keeping your kids' favorite things locked in a certain box. Yeah. But I, I want to grow up, too. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like there are other things that I want to do. And this allows me to stay connected with you guys. But it allows me also to, Make know, that good transition. Make the good we transition. We have to find some new black people to put on the show. Stop. <laughs> You're crazy. Find another black man. Hey, they can have my voice as long as they want it. It's right. the easy. I wish someone had told me that I wanted to do voiceover work. Wow. I don't. As you see, I don't shave anymore. I, uh, <laughs> I've, been, I've been. My manager was like, 
Bubby, you've been going to the gym? I was like, I, I have. I, I weigh like 15 pounds more than I weighed a year ago <laughs> because I can. Because, right. you know, it doesn't matter if I look like a grown man anymore. Because you're grown yeah. I'm grown. Finally. Grown, finally. <laughs> and then let's talk about relationships. Please. Are All you right. in one? I missed out on that convo. I am. I've been in one for forever and ever in a day. Um, in a good way. That made okay. that sound bad. <laughs> uh, no, it's been about nine years and some change. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I remember thinking, um, you know, this was going to be like this sort of fun, sort of frivolous experience. And then I looked up and... Nine years later. Nine years <laughs> later. So, yeah. So, it's it's funny because um, I don't really talk about it only because it, there is some... It feels like there should be something in this world that is is mine Private. you know mm-hmm. so i will say yes i am okay. not available but we'll talk later take about it all you stuff. better right, take yeah, it yeah yeah i'm actually really excited I'm, um, <laughs> it, you know because i keep thinking I, I remember i told someone we were in this generation of of people you know um who are so used to like the new iphone coming out every year right. and, like a new laptop every six months and i was really concerned that i was never going to be able to fall in love and stay in love because i was like what if i'm always concerned that there's like Something better. better. You know, and then you meet someone who makes you laugh a lot, and you're like, oh, crap, it does. Okay, all right. This okay. is easy. Yeah, this, this is, is my best real, friend. This is really, really Aww, easy. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, love. All right, you know so love, love. before we get out of here, where can we find you on social media? Oh, uh, everything is at Tommy Hobson. H O B as in boy, S O N. So Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Um, Are you helping the, on Snapchat yet? I, I I am on Snapchat. I don't know what my name is on Snapchat because <laughs> I never I never send snaps. I just end up watching people Snapchats. And then uh, <laughs> the website is www.tommyhopson.com, and the CD is on there. And I try to update it with news and stuff okay. whenever there's anything to talk about. Perfect. Yeah. And where can yep. we find you? You guys can keep in touch with me at Tesno's on Twitter and Instagram and on Snapchat. Woo. And you can find me, Megan Thomas, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Meg Scoop, like scoop of ice cream. Make sure you stay tuned next week because we always have what's up and what's next. Bye. We'll see see you guys later. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.